All right. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to our second episode, our second podcast episode, however you want to call it. I have a very special guest here with us um, today and with with me today. And uh, unfortunately, Mel cannot make it uh, today. So I decided to invite a very special friend of mine. Um, he is my boyfriend. Um uh, before I introduce him, though, I just want to welcome any friends who are new to this podcast. Um, welcome. We are welcoming. We would love to welcome you with open arms. Um, know that your thoughts and ideas and opinions are always welcomed here. Um, because we are called the Daring Darlings, and um, we just want you to be aware that. Uh, topics that we speak of today or in the future or in the past um, may be very sensitive to audiences and we want to spread awareness and shed light where it should be shed and um, now I, I will do introductions so my name is Lori I go by she her hers and hello everybody my name is Dustin my pronouns are he him his as Lori just said earlier, I am boyfriend slash boo thing slash future <laughs> husband, you know, all that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, today um, we're going to talk about a few things. Um, um, so we split it up into four different topics, um, but they're kind of going to be all over the place because it's such a huge topic in general um so the four topics that we're going to pretty much cover in this episode is cultural awareness racism stereotypes and stigmas i can't wait to get into it yes okay so um well first off this this whole entire topic is so so sensitive and um, you know, I think I we should both share our backgrounds and where we come from, especially if we're going to talk about these certain things that might be very sensitive or very taboo. Um, mm-hmm. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I could go first. So pretty much my background, my ethnicity is African-American and Caucasian, so black and white. My mother's white, my father is black. So, yeah, that's pretty much me. And, you know, I grew up in a Christian household. So, simple as that. That's me. <laughs> yes. Um, and I am, my ethnicity is Asian American. I, my culture is Hmong. Um, my family is, refi- most of my family are refugees, uh, but... Um, my siblings and uh, all my other cousins were born here in America. Um, I, me and my family, we practice shamanism, um, but I sort of cut myself as um, someone who doesn't re- really believe in a lot of religion. Um, I have I have other family members who practice a lot of Christianity as well, but I just sort of stay in the middle. Um, okay, yeah, um, thank you for sharing, Dustin. No problem. Um, 
Okay, well, let's start off with a very big issue right now, which is uh, racism. And it's always been a really big issue for a very long time. Yes, definitely. Still going on right now. Exactly. And it's, it's so disappointing that, like, you know, it's the 21st century and there's so much racism towards, like, Every race. Every race. Oh. Yeah. Even though predominantly it is supposed to be, or how it seems as, you know, black versus white, of course, it's always been like that. Yeah. But there are also, like, you know, side issues. Well, not side issues per se, but, like, just, you know, other than just those two races that, you know, having a war. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give any examples just just because... Yeah, I don't want to bring it up, but yeah, there racism is happening everywhere. And it's definitely something that everyone should be talking about. So, well, it's okay to give examples because you know this is a brave space for you to talk about things that may seem like off. Um, I know yeah. I want to be as transparent as possible, as possible, and I want to speak on that, my own feelings, and say that, you know, going into racism and, you know, all of, you know, the systematic oppressions in our communities, it makes me feel very uncomfortable because of all the oppression that, you know, everybody has faced. Yeah. So um, just diving deeper into this, I feel very uncomfortable. But, you know, I'm willing to open up that space to talk about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and like, and like, I feel like every time I think about the word racism, I always, like, I don't know if this was because, you know, I was raised... <coughs> You know, in my household and, like, in school and education, I was raised to see, like, racism as, like, you know, only towards Black people. And, like, I feel like it's never, like, I never really looked over that. And I always thought that, you know, like, there's always discrimination towards Black people. And, like, um, it's always, like, white versus Black, you know, white over Black. And I never like saw any other race and I always thought there was like just this problem between you know white people and black people and it wasn't until like you know I entered high school and really saw that you know it's more than just white people and black people you know it's it's black and brown people it's Asian people the Latinx community yeah and I, you know, I feel like, right. And I feel like, you know, it's not talked about in school as much. Like, like, you know how, like, you only learn like a little bit in history classes. And and that's like, I'm like, um, what is it? A required class. But then like, if you want to learn more about, you know, African-American or Asian-American culture, like that has to be an elective. Or just, you know, you have to independently research about it instead of it, you know, being an actual class. Exactly. And and I feel like school doesn't even cover everything of what, they don't. you know, every, like these communities have faced. Yeah, they don't. Like, you mentioning, yeah, you mentioning this topic just really, like, 
reminded me like all the way back in elementary school where my <clears throat> my social studies teacher she's not white let's let's just say that first she's not white but she taught mm-hmm. us like she i remember her teaching us like solely just you know white history you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like supposedly you know christopher columbus you know discovering america like i really thought that he was the first person to discover america but yeah you know of course you know as time went on as i got older started to you know understand more about you know everything in general of course that he of course he wasn't the first one to discover america there's already people living there the you know the native tribes and all that native americans of course and it just really, it really, you know, messes with me because why didn't they mention that? Mm-hmm. Why did they not teach us that when we were younger, that there were already people living in America, but even before Columbus came? You know, right. it just really, just really bothers me that not only that, but just like other stuff based on that narrative just really, really irritates me. Yeah. So... Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like, you know, they're, I feel like it's so disappointing and like, it makes me so upset that, you know, like it's the 21st century and things have not changed. Like, I feel like it's slowly, slowly changing, but like, I feel like we're always ending up back to square one or like square two. And I feel like like, you know, sometimes I just feel like it's so impossible to change the minds of people who are racist or, like, have this different opinion that, you know, isn't quote-unquote liberal. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. It's just and... really hard to get into them. Sorry. It's just really oh. hard to get into the minds of people that are that closed-minded to where they're not even going to take, like, you know take the initiative to even like you know understand someone's culture not part not part not not actually participate in like you know their practices and like stuff like that like not get into deeply mm-hmm. in it but like people are not, like certain people aren't even willing to understand their culture and like why they do this and all that yeah cuz they're that closed minded exactly oh my god i just there's just one thing that i just want to talk about like specifically in the asian community that i'm just so like it just makes me so triggered and like it makes my blood boil because it's like every time that i see something wrong in the monk in the asian community not the monk community but like in the asian community like there was this trend going on where um models would like do this foxy eye trend where they would pull their eyes back and try to look oh, like yeah. sultry or like you know no good that's not like okay sexy and like yeah like I saw the comment sections and people were like saying like oh like why do why should we even care like you know it's just it's just a trend and then other people are like you know it's not a trend it's something that was like offensive towards the Asian community back in the day and it still is and it just makes me so upset because like it's those people that are saying like oh it's just a trend it's just a thing like 
you know, why are you so offended by it? Like, yeah. you know, people like you are the reason why, like, things have not been changing. Like, yeah, which is actually the opposite. <laughs> exactly. Makes no sense why they're even saying that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why oh, I'm like, man. what the hell? And I'm just so, like, pissed off that, like, it's normalized. Like, the, like I feel so bad for the Asian community because I feel like we were, were the quiet ones. Like, that's such a bad stereotype towards the Asian community because it's like, oh, like, the Asian community is so, like, timid and quiet and they gotta be smart and, like, you know, they gotta be book smart and gotta have, no. like, gotta be a scholar and shit. Like, and then, and then, you know, it's like, oh, they're so strict and stuff, so preserved, like, a preserved little family. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm just like, that's, that's so, it's just very, I just feel very offended that, like, that even is a stereotype. And that, like, you know, wow, like, she's so outspoken. How, how, how's her family allowing her to speak up like that? And, it's it's like you know it's just so messed up that we we live in in a society in a, in a community that you know we surround ourselves with these stereotypes and we actually do end up living in these stereotypes yeah like i definitely understand that's like especially me you know being <clears throat> being among other you know, people and being among people that are, like, different from me, that have different cultural backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up with a lot of, you know, Asian friends, specifically Hmong people, mm-hmm. Hmong kids. I grew up with them, you know, because they're predominantly, you know, Black people and Hmong people on the east side of St. Paul, and that's where I grew up. So I pretty much had a lot of friends that did not look like me at all. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, like you know, I had no problem with that. You know, I loved it. You know, of course I had friends that, you know, looked like me. Of course I had friends that were, you know, African-American as well. But, like, I thought it was normal to, like, you know, have all kinds of friends. And, you know, where I came from, it really was. Like, I'm grateful that, you know, my mom taught me to not discriminate against anybody that looks different yes. from me. And, you know... I'm forever grateful for her teaching me that to be open-minded like that and to, you know, not be so closed-minded all because, you know, people are different from me. So. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm not really trying to sound like I'm bragging, but I'm just saying that, you know, I'm very fortunate that, you know, I had a mother like that that taught me all the stuff that needs to be taught within, Mm -hmm. you know, other families, in my opinion, of course, but. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, how how do you feel that, you know, you are, you know, you have a white mom and an African American dad and being in, you know, a community and society like this? Well, of course, when people first glance at me, you know, they're not going to know I have a white mom. I mean, of course, like, people that are exactly like me are going to tell because, you know, we're alike, of course. But, like, people that, you know, that, you know, aren't like me at all, you know, just, you know, just different race, you know. Like, 
first thing they're gonna assume is because I'm black because you know my skin is darker, I have dreadlocks, mm-hmm. you know, so of course they're not gonna know about you know my white side. So that's why I have to explain to them and give them that whole story of you know just about my racial background. You know, I don't mind, and I don't mind it at all, actually. Like, you know, I think it's pretty neat that people are curious about, you know, who I am exactly. You know, and I always, you know, I always love sharing about my, you know, my background. Yeah. So, that's just me, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, like, um... Of course, like, I just don't want to talk about, like, you know, the Asian community and, like, racism towards the Asian community and stereotypes. So I want to hear about, mm-hmm. you know, how have how has, you know, those affected you as, Within. you know, a black man in the community? Oh, man. Okay. There's a lot. Okay. Well, first <laughs> off, that came to my mind was not police brutality, but actually being with you, you know, you're, you know... Of course, you're not black or white. You're, you know, Asian. You're Hmong. Mm-hmm. And in my community, that is totally different. Not saying that, like, you know, that they're like the people in my community are against it, against you know me, me and you being together. But it's like it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and yeah, I just remember like all like you know, like all of my you know African American friends, you know, ask me about you. And I always tell them that, yeah, I'm, I'm dating an Asian girl, you know, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. just stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. And they, like, they seem so surprised when I tell them something, like, it's like they were expecting me to say something else mm-hmm. every time I, like, bring up, like, bring you up every time I mention you and, you know, your race or whatever. Yeah. And they seem so surprised. And, like, you know, for me, that's very puzzling because... I really don't know what makes them that surprised. Like, am I supposed to be dating somebody else? Am I supposed to be dating someone that looks like me? Mm. Or whatever. And now, yeah, that also reminds me about uh, about how I told you about one of my sister's friends. Yeah. That is black, of course. And, yeah, I remember telling you that uh, what my sister told me, what she asked her was that, First, she asked my sister, you know, am I dating anybody? And my sister said, yeah. And her friend said, oh, where is she from? You know, just, you know, asking her all these questions. And my (laughs) sister said, yeah, she's she's Hmong. You know, she goes to Harding High School. She's, you know, a sophomore at the time. Mm -hmm. When, you know, when she asked, you were a sophomore. And, yeah, and I remember Ebony telling me what she said. Like the specific sentence that she said, "Oh, I thought I thought he was dating a black girl." Mm-hmm. And when I first heard that, I was so offended. And keep <laughs> Why? in mind, keep in mind, real quick, keep in mind, I have nothing against black women. I believe all women are beautiful. I just happen to fall yeah. in love with somebody that you know that's different from me and there should there's just should be nothing wrong with that you know Mm -hmm. i don't look at color you know i look at someone for who they are and for who like they are on the inside is what i mean and you know i don't i don't date somebody solely based on what they look like or their race or their race or their cultural background like yeah we grew up in different types of households you grew up in a shaman household i grew up in a christian household 
you know, I'm willing to learn more about shamanism too. And, you know, I'm, I'm open-minded about stuff like that. <laughs> and it just frustrates me that, you know, when I heard, when I heard her say that, when my sister told me that she said that, it just really irritated me. Like, she really, like, she really thought that all because I'm black, I'm supposed to be dating someone just like me. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just offending. And once again, I have nothing against black women. I grew up around black women. I was yeah. raised by black women. So I love black women too. I just happened to fall in love with somebody that's not black. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, and of course, you know, thankfully my sister defended me in the most, you know, subtle but polite way. I remember her telling me that she told her the same thing. Like, you know, yeah, he just fell in love with, you know, somebody that, you know, for who they are, not because of their race. And that's what my sister told her, like, straight up. So, and, yeah. Yeah, and that's what, that was that. She was just salty after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just stupid. Can I can I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to forget about that because it's just <laughs> it's just oh it's just irritating that somebody can be that close-minded to the point where they're literally gonna assume that I'm dating someone that looks like me. Yeah. And of course, there's nothing wrong with me dating somebody like that looks like me. Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. Just offending that they assumed that I was dating somebody that looks like me. Because I feel like that's what my community think I should be like. Mm. Of course, I'm not. And I f- it just makes me feel like that that's what, you know, the black community expects out of me. It's to, you know, oh, black women is black women. You know, yeah. you know, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But, you know, I'm, I'm also a part of another community, too. You know? So. Yeah, that's true. That's just, that's what I said. I know who I am. But I it's also I also very appreciate that you know, you're not dating just to date me. You're also um dating me and you're exploring, you know, my culture and my norms and how my family practices things and you know, I do the same as well and I think that's very important in like interracial relationships. Mhm. Because it's like, you know, there's there's I feel like in in now in the twenty first century there's so many interracial relationships and like it's you know everybody has their own um ways of how they of what they do in their relationship and it's just like the way that you and I do it we don't date just to date we date because we appreciate and love each other for who we are and our background and where we've come from um and that, you know, we have similar struggles and we might even have different struggles. And the fact is that, like, we are very open about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, I just, I know. I It's just, it's, I've had similar experiences as well. And, like, you know, I, it's very offending because these people, people don't know that they're, what they're saying are microaggressions. And yeah. I I don't know if, you know, if anybody knows what that word means, but it's just a very subtle, but offensive comment or action directed towards um, a person of color or as they say, a racial minority. Um, 
example. And, Is it okay if I get a, a quick yeah, example? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, oh, you're you're super tall and you're black, so you must be very good at sports, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or like, oh my God, this one, it, I was so freaking like, I don't know how I felt about it because back then I feel like I I just had the idea. I was like, oh, I'm so immature because someone said like, oh my God, you're your mom and they're like and i was like yeah and they're like oh my god your english is so good like you oh, speak like what? <laughs> you speak such good uh. english like you speak so clear and so professional and excuse me i was like um and um, i was so bitch? I was really <laughs> i was like young back then and like you know i always took it as like Oh, like professionals, like you know, mature. I have maturity at fifteen yeah. years old, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now that I always think about it, it's like uh, you know, it's if you really want to say I sound and I the way I, I the way my actions look professional, then yeah, but you don't have to include that. Uh, they're all like, oh, your mom, you're you're very yeah, professional. You gotta integrate the race part within how you, you know, exactly you bring yourself. Like, you know, I feel like again, again, like it's a compliment, but it's very offensive because yeah. you included my that, race. Yeah, and of course, nine times out of ten, it's not intentional. Of course, but like for them to even say that, it's still pretty, you know, close-minded of them to say that. Yeah, like they're and not even thinking. Exactly, like you know, they they might be saying this to a lot of people, but it's like it's i don't know yeah you yeah. totally understand yeah like i said i had my had my my fair share of experiences of microaggressions too like what well, well like the one i just gave you know me being like <laughs> you know so, yeah. sort of tall compared to people that i play with but i'm yeah i'm i don't think i'm that tall but point is you know i'm i'm very built you know i'm black I feel oh. like I feel like well, well, like being around you and like when people see you, I feel like they don't ask if you play basketball. I feel like they ask you if you play football. Yeah, because that's how my body looks, right? Yeah, a lot of people ask me if I play football, which is not offending. Not that part is not offending. Just them mentioning, you know, race. You know, like I was saying, like you know, oh, you're you're built, you know, and you're black, so you must be very good at sports. Mm. Just from which I I'm not gonna lie, I kind of. <laughs> I, I am i am good at sports but that's besides the point it's still offensive for them to even say that so yeah because like what if you don't play sports what if you just yeah like, you just work out a lot what if you just like you you play games a lot and you just work out too exactly like like i could just be working out and you know i could be you know a tech engineer for, exactly like, you know, a company. <laughs> yeah and i don't know i just I feel like there are ways for you to practice being open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then again, like, I also think that there are many, there are many barriers to that. Like, you know, it might be because you were born in a very preserved family. Um, yeah. You I think that's probably... really where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think the million dollar question that I've been thinking about as well is, you know, is, is racism or you, are you born with it? Or, you know, hmm. does that, is that, like, developed as you grow? And is that, like, developed in your community? 
where you're, you know, the environment. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I, yeah, let me think about it. <laughs> so, I, yeah, because it's a very <laughs> big question. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, like, I definitely have thought about that too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I always, like, if, if I was in a spectrum, I would always, like, I, I, I feel like I would always say disagree. Yeah. Disagree. Disagree with what, though? Disagree that you aren't born with racism. Mm-hmm. It isn't. I feel like it's it's not a trait. It's not generic. I feel like it's developed. Yeah. You mean genetic? Genetically? Yeah. Developed? Yeah. 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 I, I, so I can see. Yeah, I can see what you were saying. I'm just trying to see, like, what people mean by, like, born with racism. Because, like, the way that I see it, like, the way that I'm defining uh, born with racism is, you know, of course, you know, a child being born into a family that is racist. But, okay, but when but you then, say it like that, then yeah, I kind of see, but then that also is, like, the environment. Like, you're born into yeah, a household. You're born into that, and that's when the developing part comes into play, because that child can whether that child can either develop into somebody that rebels against their parents and, you know, their racist, you know, stuff or whatever. True. Or take all of that in and just follow their parents' footsteps. You know what I mean? True. So so I feel like it's sort of both in a way, mm-hmm. being born and developed too. So it could, it, it, it could also be the opposite too. Like, you know, you can be born into a household that's, you know, not racist at all. Like, you know, you can still pick up, you know, racist behaviors from, like, you know, outside of your household. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you can still be influenced through the media. Exactly. I I think that's how, you know, kids nowadays are, you know, the kids that, you know, are, you know, being racist. I think that's how they're mainly being influenced now is through the media. And, of course, you know, from, from home, too. But I think the media is starting to play a big role in this topic, too. Yeah. So. That's true. I haven't thought about it like that. The the um uh, being born into it and like choosing to develop as you know, a racist or not. Mhm. I feel like I feel like I for sure like was born into a like a racist household. Um, because I was always born with like, you know, black people are bad. Don't be friends with black people because this, this, this. And it was just always criminalizing black people because this was back in like the early 2000s. And like, you know, my family had a bad experience with a black person. And it's like, it just, it's just an ongoing list. And, you know, I was... I was just like raised into this this household that was like that always stereotyped black people as bad people only. And even now like still it's still happening and like I'm I'm like conflicted because, you know, I feel like I feel like my 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 family has never really talked about like, you know, black people anymore until the whole uprising and 
what what happened with George Floyd in Minneapolis, um, and you know the protests and the riots, um, uh, because it happened very close to like our homes. Um, is it okay if I stop you right there just for a second? Mm-hmm. They <laughs> they did not talk about that around you, but they did with me, <laughs> like at your um at your uncle's birthday party, for example. <laughs> You know, when I was with, you know, when, when I was with, you know, you know, your uncles and your dad, yeah, they, you know, talked about, you know, all this stuff that was going on and, you know, they were actually, you know, pretty cool about it. And they were saying like, yeah, all because like, you know, all this stuff on Facebook, like seeing black people do all this, like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna think about, you know, we're not gonna think any lower of them all because the media is showing what they're doing because they know exactly they told me that they know they told me that they know that all black people aren't like that for me for example and that is the change that is why we need to be open-minded and that's why like i i always feel so negative about the asian community specifically in the mon community because they're so quiet and so close-minded because because of our older generation because they came from you know another country because of war and then they came to america and they were discriminated and oppressed by other uh, communities that were also oppressed and discriminated but there was no community and that's why they they normalize that oh all black people are criminals and that's why you know a lot of what is that generation? It's not Gen Z. It's millennials. It, yeah, man- millennials. <laughs> um, millennials. It's, it's and it's it's like I feel like that part of the generation is so caught between the middle because it's like you know they were born with these norms and these stereotypes and this sort of like passive aggressive racism. In but they're also of, yeah, but they but also have the knowledge of you know Generation Z and like twenty yeah. first century and you know the change and interracial relationships and you know different cultures and communities and America and that's and like that's why I'm just so like I just really wish that you know people could should be so much more open-minded and like i don't understand why it's so hard because again like what you just told me that one action should not define a whole community exactly and that should be the movement movement 2021 we failed this year but 2021 (laughs) this year is already shit so we're just gonna throw this whole year away yes so 2021 is the movement of you know of normalizing interracial relationships normalizing you know open-mindedness towards other cultures all yes that. yeah even though we've been talking about it for years and years now but now it's getting to the point where we're literally threatening each other's lives over it. of course people exactly. did that before but like now we have the power to stop it and that's why it needs to be enforced and why this is why all this stuff to, needs to be normalized because we actually have the power now it's not just yes. you know, the you know it's not just you know, the you know supposedly white people being the only ones in power. You know we're coming up now. We're at yes, on pretty much at their level, of course. So <clears throat> we definitely have power to change all yeah. that stuff. So. And 
I think what really hit me when, you know, everything happened back in June this year when you told me and I was I was I was like conflicted because of, you know, all the riots and all the protesting and all of these like rumors about the KKK showing up and stuff. And Those were y'all should be really afraid of the KKK. I'm just saying. Anyways, anyways. I'm just saying. Um, I was I was saying that like, I was telling you that you know, I don't understand why these riots are happening, and I don't understand why there is a whole black community like destroying properties and you know black properties and um, coming for their own communities. And I was like, you know, why, why, why can't we just peacefully keep protesting? And um, you, you like shut me down immediately, and you told me that um, black people have been protesting peacefully for years, and they have been mm-hmm. brutally killed by police, brutally attacked by police, hosed down from you know fire hoses. Uh, caught on fires, you know, lynched, all of that. And, you know, it's, and, you know, Martin Luther King did it as well. And, you know, you guys are still walking peacefully, protesting peacefully, and nothing is happening. And, you know, this is a time to act. This, you know, I feel like when you really told me that, yeah, when you told me that <clears throat> the riots were the only way for you to be heard, I was like, I was like, in this moment, I was like, oh my god, this is so fucked up. It's because true, though. The fact that you've been, pro- you all have been protesting peacefully for years, even before the civil rights movement, like, and now, now you you're only heard from all over the world as well through riots. Like that's which is sad. It's sad, but that's literally, literally our last resort that we had to go to. Because, like you said, we've been doing this for years. We've been doing it by Martin Luther King's way. Now <clears throat> we're transitioning to the Malcolm X approach. We're fighting back. We're putting our goddamn foot down. Yes. We're not taking this shit anymore. And now we're finally being heard because, you know, we're taking the Malcolm X approach. Yeah. And if and... you don't if you guys don't know what I mean by Malcolm X approach, do his do research on what he has done <laughs> for our community because there has been time during uh when Martin Luther King was still alive, when well, when both of them were still alive. Those two were conflicting with each other. They were going after the same goal of, you know, peace within their community and you know Stop all the police brutality, but <clears throat> Malcolm X's repro- approach was to fight against the police. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to completely take action with all the power that they had, and you know, just go against you know the police. While Martin Luther King, on the other hand, he wanted a pre- peaceful protest, which we have been doing for years. Mm-hmm. He wanted a peaceful approach, and we've been doing it for years. You know, peaceful protests, you know, no riots, no fighting, no violence, none of that. Yeah. But it didn't work, so, yeah. And now, we're and doing now it. you have to resort to this. Yep. To riots and creating wreck havoc and 
you know, mm-hmm. destroying properties and destroying communities just so you can be heard. And, and that's just so, like, that's, that's so uh, upsetting. And it's so messed up. Yeah. And, like, it, but I'm also very amazed that, you know, we were able to have the whole entire world hear us. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota of all places. We are the ones I that know. started this. Because <laughs> all this stuff started in the southern states. <clears throat> I mean, of course, it happened up here, too. But, like, it was... But not like, as much. Main, yeah, it was super bad in the southern states, you know. Yeah. Mississippi, Georgia, all those places. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, and, like... All jokes, you know, everybody's saying, like, you know, now when you come to Minneapolis, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get bowed. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to mess with us now. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, but I think let, let's hop on to our next topic, which is um, cultural awareness. We've pretty much been talking about it, too. We've already been sort of, you know, bringing it up here and there, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, I, I'm very, I very appreciate, like, cultural awareness, and, like, I just love, like, people who are very aware about, like, cultures, um, and aren't, like, too liberal about, about it. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I feel like the, the three that I focus on in cultural and in cultural assimilation, do you know, are you familiar with all three of them? I know the first two, but would you define cultural assimilation again? So cultural assimilation is basically like, um, forcing, uh, and ethnicity or a, like a culture to be rid of like it's hard to define but I can give you an example it's sort of very very it's basically like when you know all the people came to um the new land and found you know all the indigenous people it basically forced them to assimilate into the Their practices i remember what assimilation is now yeah i remember yeah i, I remember talking that I, I remember talking about that in my uh african-american literature class back in high school yes yeah i remember what that is now yeah um but i feel like assimilation i feel like it's i don't want to say it's a big deal but i feel like it's, not big as big, not as big of a deal as the other two. Yeah, I feel I feel like cultural appropriation <clears throat> and appreciation is definitely the most two important ones right yeah. now in like our society. I feel like cultural appropriation is a big one. Yeah, in assimilation. Social media. Yeah, assimilation happened like before. Like yeah. you gave an example, you know when you know when uh, the settlers came to America, you know forced you know native americans to practice what they were doing and all that yeah so but yeah first two are definitely happening now 
Yes, and I just want to, like, talk about that and, like, I don't want to say get in depth in it, but, like, just talk about how we both feel about those and, like, I feel like there's a huge difference about appreciation and appropriation. First of all, appreciation is, like, taking your time to be open-minded and to appreciate and learn about, you know, a culture and its practices. Acknowledge all the stuff they do. Exactly. And acknowledge, acknowledge, you know, all the struggles and pains that have come with this culture. Mm -hmm. Whereas appropriation, you're sort of just trying to be too much like them pretty much just safely flat out like that you try to be that culture you try to try too hard to be like this true but then it's also like you're taking a practice or like something from that culture and turning it into like a trend you know or something that will benefit you like you just mentioned like you just mentioned the foxy eyes yes Yes. And I can another example back then, blackface. Yeah. They use that for entertainment, but white people use that for entertainment purposes. They would paint their they would paint their face black in black paint, and act as you know the Negro, the Negro character, and yes. you know, oh my god, that play or any kind of story that they would do. That was so messed up. I can't believe that yeah. that was even a thing back then. Yeah. It was wild it's, back then. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah. <clears throat> it was definitely not something that was okay at all. Yeah. And I know. They even did that with a lot of the Asian people as well. I think they, like, made this whole, like, <clears throat> China. I don't, I don't remember, but it was, like, this whole Chinese man, like, painted Book, his face yeah. yellow and some shit. I don't know. Book teeth. I remember seeing that from a cartoon show called South Park, where supposedly Chinese people came to visit, you know, their... And, like, the stereotype look of Chinese people that they had on that show was very, 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 <laughs> very bad. Like, they came, they had straw hats. Oh, you my know, foxy gosh. eyes, skinny eyes, book teeth. Did they have, and like, even, the beards and mustache and shit? The, yep, the pencil beards and mustaches. Oh, my gosh. And they even mentioned, they even mentioned that they had small penises. Like, what how the hell? Is that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that's that that's even, doing too much. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not funny. I'm just, I'm laughing at the fact that. They had the audacity Whoever, yeah, that. that. Yeah, whoever created that stereotypical as Chinese character. Or characters like really thought of them that way like <clears throat> that's, that's not cool not cool bro exactly cool. and and like <sighs> there there's it's it just the list just goes on yeah. like i told you about like <clears throat> you know some people like normalizing and like also sexualizing um traditional clothes from like um Japanese people and Chinese people. Yeah. I remember I, you showing me a picture. I don't know what they're called, but kimonos? Yeah. Yes. And then like the uh, yeah. Uh wearing that and like sexualizing it and making it look like it's a short 
skirt. Short, yeah, short dress skirt. Maybe when it's supposed to be long, like goes past your ankles. Yeah, and like, um, <laughs> and like, what is it? And then like having this caption that wasn't even Japanese; it was Chinese. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And like having like Chinese names dedicated to them, I was like, they had the audacity, the audacity to do that. People, people yeah, if you're are wondering just so who we're bold. talking about, yeah. If you're wondering who we're talking about, me, me and Lori saw a picture of these two black women, you know, supposedly doing some kind of photo shoot with, you know, some kind of props, and they had like these short ass kimonos on, and you know, they had you know, a caption that said some shit saying like blah blah blah, Sue Young, blah 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 blah, yeah, something like that, and yeah, they basically sexual sexualized the whole cultural look of you know of the kimono exactly and i didn't yeah i didn't really know how to feel about it at first until lori you know told me her opinion about it and i definitely was with her on that so yeah. i knew there was definitely something off about it not just you know not just with everything just <laughs> just the fact that they even tried it. <laughs> I know. Like, it just didn't even look good. But I, I um, well, I just want to like, throw it out there that we're just because you know those two black women did it. Like we're not discriminating specifically like black people because yeah, every race does it. You know. Yeah. Like every race cultural yeah. appropriates. Yeah, we mentioned a few examples already. So exactly, not just them. Like um. Like this one, this one Asian movie, and it had like a scene where they dressed up as indigenous people, like, like wearing these, um, wearing these outfits, looking like indigenous people, and I'm just, I was, I was very, very, I was like very weirded out by it because they even had like, um, they had like these these homes. That looked like you know what indigenous people would. TPs. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but not saying all indigenous people have those. It's just. But it yeah. was very stereotypical and yeah. very wrong, <laughs> and I just feel like if you want to, you know, display a certain thing <clears throat> from a culture, at least learn from it. Before even filming. <laughs> yeah. Because that should just be a basic practice of any kind of film. But it's it's also very different if you're gonna go yeah. twerking up in a Buddha Buddha <laughs> place. Because <laughs> that's very offending. Yeah, it's it disrespectful. So offending. <laughs> oh my god, it's that is. I wish I never saw that music video. I. Let's <laughs> I was I was just like they twerking on a freaking Buddhist temple. Yeah, like freaking twerking a temple. I was like, you yeah, and you're like gonna, you're going to hell. <laughs> and there was like you know there was like the <clears throat> the people who worked there and you know the people who go at the temples were like just in the scenes like watching them like you're really gonna twerk here. <sighs> Almost seems like they were bribed for them to shut up and not. Yeah. Them just, yeah. Film the video. Exactly. Yeah. So sad. And, you know, I like, I always look at these, like, 
like I every time I see posts like this, I always look at the comment sections, and like there are people who are like, you know, for example, the two girls, you know, all the comments were like, oh yeah, you 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 two look so nice, like forget what people are saying, and then there's the other ones that are like, oh you you, you two do look nice, but then you're also a cultural appropriating, like you're sexualizing, yeah. uh, the Japanese and Chinese culture. You could twerk all you want, because that obviously, you know, is a very trending thing to do. Just please be mindful where you do it. Be respectful. Yeah, it is not that hard. Literally, you had to do it in a temple of all places. Yes. Like, come on. Like, it's like they literally thought it through. Like, hmm, where the hell are we going to twerk for this video? Oh, there's like, a temple It's like they were, here. yeah, they were, no, like, they, it seems like they were very specific about where they wanted to shoot the video. Yeah. They could have been in a parking lot. They could have filmed out, I mean, they could have, like, rented out a space and did it there. Exactly. And <laughs> they they could have been twerking bro. in front of a, a freaking tree for all the care. <laughs> they could have done it at the White House. <laughs> shit. Like, come on. But you no, you that. had yeah. to do it you at the do temple. do it at a sacred, yeah, at a very sacred place where, you know, stuff like that is not allowed at all. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, uh. <sighs> <sighs> well, it looks like we've ran out of time. Um, oh, shucks. <laughs> but. This has been such a great discussion, and I feel like there's so much more to talk about that we haven't even covered majority of it. Like, I feel like we've only got to, like, 5% yeah. of what the 95% is all about. And I feel like there's definitely more to talk about. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But um, mm. we would definitely end it here. And you will hear from us pretty soon again. Um, and we will be uploading our next episode on next month, next Monday. So look forward to that. Um, unfortunately, a Melon will not be able to join me again. So there will be another special guest, hopefully, by our next episode. Um yeah, would you like to say anything, Dustin? Uh, I just just like to say, you know, thank thanks for having me on this podcast. I, I really enjoyed myself talking about and enjoyed my time with you, of course, talking about all these topics that you know that is really you know really nice to talk about in terms of like you know even having it, you know, it yeah. feels nice, you know, talking about stuff that you know that. That we've been dealing with, and you know, as individuals, and just coming together, talking about our problems, and like you know, just having that space to talk about that stuff is nice. So, exactly. definitely appreciate you know you having me here. So, well, thank you yeah. for being open to joining me tonight. I mean, well, today. Um, but yeah, with that being said, we will be ending here. Um, thank you for listening to the end of this and remember that you are sugar, spice, and everything nice. You're dang nice. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Period. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I hope that you all have a good morning and good afternoon or good evening wherever you are. 
And until next time, bye. See you.